Welcome to the Health Uncovered Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things health, healing, and what to do next on your health journey. I'm your host, Mercedes Cook, a doctor of chiropractic and a diplomat in chiropractic cranial cervical junction procedures. Each week, my guests and I will be uncovering treatment options and health tips to help you get to the root cause of your health issues. If you're tired of seeing doctor after doctor with no answers, then the show is for you. You'll learn all kinds of healthcare options that you may have not known existed that will help you move forward on your healing journey more confident than ever. I invite you to stay open and curious. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Health Uncovered podcast. So today I'm really excited because I want to talk with you guys about mental health and specifically people struggling with anxiety and depression. So I was kind of shocked. I know a lot of people, of course, suffer from anxiety and depression. But when I looked up a lot of the statistics, and of course, there's different ones out there, but the consensus was that almost 40% of people report being depressed or anxious. It was actually kind of more than more than I thought. And one thing that I want to touch about and talk about on this episode is what are some things that you can do right now if you are struggling? Because whether we want to believe this or not, I have dived into the research and looked at a ton of things, not that I'm the expert on it, But what I find is that they're not really sure, like sometimes we get into this place of, well, me being anxious or depressed is a genetic thing, or my mom had this, my dad had this, and we just think that's kind of it, like we're just going to have this thing and maybe we have to take medication for it if it's severe. But I'm here to tell you that there is a lot more that you can do, and I firmly believe that how we live our lifestyle, how we take care of our health is a huge factor. And yes, we absolutely can have genetic predispositions that may make us more prone to being anxious or being depressed, but we're learning more and more about epigenetics and how our lifestyle is actually turning on or off these genes. So essentially what I want to do today is give you a little insight, mainly because I have had anxiety before, I've had panic attacks before. So I've used a lot of these techniques to help and, you know, not be in a place where these are affecting my life anymore. And so I hope that they help you as well. And also just give you hope that there are easy, you know, free, I will say easy, right? Implementing anything and having a new routine and having habits. Like it's hard. I get it. I've been there. But I'm hoping that giving you guys some insight on things that you can do every single day to just help yourself gives you a little bit of light in the darkness sometimes. And so right now, with how depression and anxiety are treated, of course, it is a trip to your primary. Maybe they'll have you do some therapy. And of course, they will put you on a pharmaceutical drug. And these can absolutely be necessary. There might be times where people are in such a bad place, and this can be really helpful. But the thing to know is that these drugs or pharmaceuticals, they do have side effects. I mean, everything has side effects. So these drugs that you can be put on, of course, they can have side effects like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. 
They can also deplete your body of important minerals and vitamins like sodium. And so it can throw off different things in the body. There's also sexual side effects that happen when people are on these drugs. And so again, if not being on a pharmaceutical or not causing your body further damage is something that you're looking for, then I think that this is a great episode for you. And I'm all about utilizing lifestyle changes and trying to do the most that you can, but also recognize sometimes that pharmaceuticals or medication is needed. But the reality is, is that we need to look and get to the root cause of the problem. And a lot of times this can be getting stuck in patterns, whether it is relationships or how we're treating our bodies, what we're feeding our bodies. A lot of times this is lifestyle related. So let's get into some of these topics. Like I mentioned before, I have been in a place where essentially my nervous system is in or was in a constant state of fight or flight. So you have something called the parasympathetic nervous system. And when it is stuck in that system, for some people, it can manifest as anxiety, panic attacks. And mine was definitely brought on by situational things that were going on. And so I knew that this wasn't like just a normal part of my life. I knew eventually things would get better. And I also recognized I still have to show up and I need to take care of other people. And so this really kind of dove me into what are things that I can do for myself to be in a better place and not have my body be in fight or flight all the time. So I'll give you guys my top tips that I utilize, but there's also tons of research on this, you guys. This is not just me saying this. There's tons of research on these different things that you can do for yourself to one, better your mental health. So Let's start first with one of my favorite things, which is sunlight. So we need to get outside, you guys. Like getting out in the sun, seeing the sun first thing in the morning. So much cool research on how that improves not only your mental health, but of course your sleep and your sleep quality. If you don't get good sleep and you're not resting, that is of course going to affect your mental health at some point. And so one of the easiest things that you can do for yourself is get up every morning and go outside, let the sunlight and the morning rays just come into your eyes. So I like to get up in the morning and go on a walk and just kind of take things in, get myself ready for the day. Everybody might not be able to do that or you might live somewhere where it is, you know, negative degrees and you don't want to go on a walk in the morning, which I totally understand. And so Even just if you have a place in your house where the natural light comes in, especially in the morning, even going and being by that window and just getting that natural light into your eyes, it can be so, so helpful. So you don't necessarily have to get outside, but it's definitely preferred if you can. And so that is an easy way to improve your mental health right off the bat. And it doesn't have to be super, super long, like doing this for 15 minutes. I like to walk at least like 30 to 60 minutes in the morning if you can make time for that. So that would be my top tip first is incorporating sunlight. And I try to get outside in the morning. I try to, in the middle of my day, I come home every day for lunch and walk the dogs and get outside. And then at night, I love to catch the sunset if I'm home and just kind of help my circadian rhythm by seeing these various times throughout the day and the the sunlight. And it really helps. My sleep is is amazing. My nervous system is in a, a great place, not just because of that, I think because of several factors, but 
using sunlight as a tool can be so, so powerful. So don't underestimate the power of that. Next, I will tell you using your food and thinking of your food as medicine. So over the years, I have definitely refined my diet. Like what I allow even into my house or like what I buy on a regular basis has changed so much in the last several years, which I love. Like I feel like every year I get stricter is not really the word. It's just I'm more passionate about what I eat and the quality of foods that I eat. So it's not that I'm necessarily restricting things. It's just I care about my body so much and I want to live a long time. I want to be a great mom. I want to be free of disease and live a full good life. And so eating good, healthy food, it's just an easy choice for me. And so when you are having mental health struggles, one of the biggest things is sometimes people will binge eat. And usually these are things like high inflammatory foods. So a lot of like packaged chips, junk food, will also turn to fast foods. All of these things are very inflammatory and they are going to further drive us into not a good place. Again, it's not easy, but just making small steps into a better diet and better food lifestyle is so important. So the number one thing I can tell you is, again, it doesn't have to be perfect, but Focus on a whole food diet and less processed food. So when you go into the grocery store, walk around the perimeter. Do not buy things that are in the middle of the store that come in a box or a can. Like get fresh food. Your body will love you for this uh, and you will also start to feel better. So using your food as medicine can be so, so powerful. Now, another thing that I think is so crucial is exercise or movement. So it is no surprise. There is so much research on how exercise and movement on a regular basis helps with anxiety and depression. And what's interesting is I feel like it's something that, I mean, this is kind of what our doctors should be describing first. Like, are you getting sunlight every day? Are you eating a proper diet? Are you like utilizing exercise? And this doesn't have to be like extreme weightlifting or CrossFit. I'm just talking about even getting in some good walks every day, doing some stretching, doing yoga, doing Pilates. Like there's so many different things that you can do as movement. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. And don't get me wrong. I love extreme. I love all the things, all the forms of exercise, but you pick something that works for you. Like this has to be a regular part of your life because if you want to have a well-regulated nervous system, you cannot be sedentary and just expect your nervous system not to be in fight or flight or not to manage properly. And so finding forms of exercise that you enjoy, whether it is hiking or biking or finding anything that brings you joy can be so, so crucial. And so there's lots of benefits to that, especially improving your mental health. So make sure you are finding some sort of movement. And honestly, especially with being pregnant lately, my like intensity of movement is definitely decreasing, not because it has to per se, but I just have found I'm more attracted to, like I started doing Pilates, and then I am obsessed with going on walks. Like long walks are absolutely my love language. And if you know where I live, especially in San Diego, 
it is gorgeous here. So it's hard not to love walks. But seriously, get a friend, get your mom, go on a long walk. It will do so much good for your soul and your brain, and you will be happier. So get that movement in. Okay, now let's talk about proper hydration. This seems like it would be self explanatory, but like people know that they should be drinking water, but like they're like, well, I drink couple cups of coffee and I'll have some tea and, you know, I'll have like one water bottle per day. Okay, well, that is is not going to cut it. <laughs> Proper hydration in order for, again, to benefit your nervous system health, to benefit your mental health, you need to be drinking adequate amounts of water, preferably with some sort of electrolyte as well, whether it is an LMNT packet, which I love, or adding lemon and some some sea salt whatever, however you want to make it, add some electrolytes in there too. Your body will be replenished and nourished and so much happier. And just as a general rule of thumb, whatever your body weight is divided by two. So if you weigh 200 pounds, divide that by two, 100, you should be drinking at least 100 ounces of water per day. That's just kind of a general like baseline. But just kind of keep that in the back of your head. If you've never really paid attention to how much water you drink, just start there first. Okay, next, I want to talk about something that I think has really helped me on my journey and a lot of other people that I know that have struggled with anxiety and depression, and that is having really good and supportive relationships. And so obviously, this is not something that you can't necessarily control every relationship that you have or who's in your life. I mean, we can control, of course, who's in our life and who's not, but that that can get complicated. But having people who are committed to seeing you do well and supporting you, especially on this journey to you wanting to get to a better place, it's so important to have. And so confiding in whether it's your your family or close friends that you have and have supportive people. And I don't mean just have people that agree with you and will kind of like not push you to be better. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying have good relationships that you can fall back on when you're having good days, when you're having bad days. Just having good people who care about you to talk to is so important. Try your absolute best not to isolate yourself and how you're feeling because that is when we get into this place that nobody understands us and nobody's going to understand what we're going through. No one wants to talk to us because we're depressed. We don't want to rub off on other people. And that's not true. Like our friends and family, they want us to do well. They want to know how we are and they can help us. And so confiding in people that you trust and nourishing those good relationships, especially when you're in a bad place, is so important. So try not to kind of sway away from that. Again, easier said than done when your body is in an anxious state or depressive state. But just remember that we have good people in our lives and gravitate towards them and lean on them when you need to. Now, those are just kind of like some basic lifestyle things that I implement that I think are so important when it comes to mental health. But there's two other things that I think are kind of overlooked in our healthcare. And so let's talk about those and what we can do with that. So one thing is sometimes our mental health is struggling because of a nutrient deficiency. It could be a lot more than nutrient deficiency. It could be hormonal imbalance. Like there's lots of things that go into this. But 
working with a practitioner who is going to do some in-depth testing, whether it's blood work, whether it is gut testing, things that we can look at to see how does your blood work look? Where are your vitamin and mineral levels? Is there anything that needs to be improved through that? Let's see how your microbiome's looking. Let's see if there's any imbalances there, whether it's mold exposure, parasites, candida, whatever it is, like these manifestations going on inside can also directly affect our mental health. And so they're worth looking into. So I highly recommend finding either a naturopath or some sort of health practitioner who does in-depth testing and can go through these types of things with you so you can know, basically, again, trying to get to the root cause of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And this is definitely one of the ways that I recommend checking into. So getting the blood work done, getting some in-depth testing, because those are, again, if you don't find anything, that's great. But more than likely, you'll find something that is a bit off balance that could be affecting that. So highly recommend finding a good practitioner who can help you with that. And the last thing that I want to bring up, which is, of course, near and dear to my heart and mental health, is upper cervical care. So how does upper cervical care and anxiety, depression, like how do those relate? Well, I will tell you guys, when I first got under upper cervical chiropractic care when I was in high school, which was initially for hip pain from cheerleading, dancing, but I also had these other things going on, like I was super anxious, not sleeping well. And I started to notice when I got under upper cervical care that I just started to feel a lot better. And mentally, I felt a lot better, which I thought was really interesting because I wasn't doing anything else or anything new besides introducing upper cervical care to my health routine. Again, at the time, I had no idea the connection or anything like that. But when I went to chiropractic school and then, of course, now being in practice and seeing all the patients that I see who they are coming in for tons of different reasons. But again, 40% of people are struggling with their mental health. And so they'll let me know, like, you know, yes, I have anxiety on a regular basis or I feel depressed. And the really cool thing is that getting under upper cervical care, which is a gentle technique of realigning the upper part of the spine, which is very close to the brainstem, I think it's one of the most important parts of the body just because if that area is misaligned, the interference in communication between your brain and the rest of the body, it is not optimal. And so for so many people, they have injuries they have misalignments, especially in the upper neck, and this is contributing and affecting their mental health. And so it brings me so much joy when someone starts care with me for, again, you know, they have this long list of symptoms that they are coming in for. But one of the benefits that everyone always talks to me about and really loves is they're like, Dr. Mercedes, I can't believe all of this stuff has gotten better. I feel so much better, but I'm not as anxious anymore. Like I'm not having panic attacks. And I absolutely love that because that happened. Like I experienced that when I got under care and I love seeing other people experience it. And it's not because upper cervical care is a treatment for anxiety or depression. It's because upper cervical care is bringing your nervous system into a more balanced state, not keeping you in that fight or flight mode, which is sometimes a root cause for people as to why they are anxious or depressed. And so that is why I always encourage people, if you are struggling with your mental health, having an upper cervical care practitioner on your team is so important. 
And of course, if you're in San Diego, I got your back. If you're not, I will have a link in the episode that you can look in your area as well and see if there are any providers near you that you can go see because it is so important, again, not only to change your lifestyle with the things that we talked about in the beginning, but also having healthcare providers who are trying to get to the root cause, like I said, through testing, through looking at deficiencies, and then also having an upper cervical care provider who is there to help you make your nervous system more adaptable, which is also going to help with literally all of these things. I hope that you guys learned something new. I hope that some of these things you can start doing right now if you're not already doing. And I, more than anything, I hope that you start to feel better because I know what it is like to struggle with this. And there are answers out there. So don't stop looking and searching and finding what works for you. I really do believe that if you try these techniques, especially the lifestyle, and then have the right healthcare providers on your team who are going to dig deeper, help you figure out what's going on, and of course, having someone who is really good and skilled to take care of your upper cervical spine, you will absolutely be in a much better place. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this information was valuable and that you share it with a friend or family member who is struggling to find answers to their health issues and they want help moving forward with their healing journey. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow me on Instagram at drmercedescook. To request a consultation to work together, head to uppercervicalsd.com. I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to seeing you here next week to dive into the next topic together.